Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs> What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to Ports That Send Up Podcast. Once again, I'm Josh Shevinoff. As always, welcome by the one and only Angel Ortega. A lot of stuff to talk about this week. Obviously, we got UFC London to go over. Bells are 283 to go over. It's that MMA news. And obviously, ladies and gentlemen, it is fucking fight week. UFC 277 fight week going down this Saturday night. Before we get into all the action, as always, we're brought to you by Rogue Energy. If you want 10% off your order at RogueEnergy.com, use code SOUNDOFF at checkout. Use code SOUNDOFF at checkout for 10% off of all your energy needs. we got a heat wave going on, fellas. It's been terrible. For, this summer's just been really, really rough. But guess what? I'm always good. When I'm out and about, i got my Rogue Energy shaker bottle. i got my energy. I'm always staying hydrated. You should, too. RogueEnergy.com. Code SOUNDOFF. Last Saturday night from the O2 Arena in London, England, USC Fight Night Blades versus Aspinall. Uh, this entire card probably could have been an email, to put it uh, nicely. But we will start off with the main event. <laughs> Holy fuck, the disrespect. It's, it's, it, the sequels never live up to the original, man. Sequels never live up to the original. I mean, it, it wasn't as good as the first one, obviously. But come on, Josh, it wasn't that it bad. It was not a great card, and I think it's bad that you're defending it. It's a pretty fucking terrible card, dude. Uh, let's put it like this. Molly McCann and Patty Pimblett single-handedly save this card. Molly McCann, funny enough, save this card. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. But beyond Molly and Patty, I mean... Hey, man, they did their thing. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Hey, the only reason... Hey, 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 look, as much as you want to hate on it, Gus and Krylov, but it was sad. Well, yeah, exactly. That's why I don't want to talk about it, because it was sad. Yeah. But... And, We'll just, hey, we'll just, we'll just hey, kick man. off the main event before we get, before we get into all the other stuff. We'll kick off the main event with the last of 15 seconds. So there's really not much to say. But Curtis Blades does defeat Tom Aspinall via knee injury. 15 seconds of the first round. They go out, they exchange two punches and then, uh, Blades like landed a combination. Aspinall stepped back and his knee collapsed under him. So boom, GG. That's it. And, uh, yeah, man. I mean, we still don't know the full extent of his injury. I know that in the cage they said it was looking like an MCL, uh, but obviously we're, that's not, you know, confirmed, and we haven't heard much else since then. But I mean, look, man, just what a what a rough main event, man. G- give me your thoughts. I mean, let's just say back to back weeks, dude. It's fucking scary and devastating. I mean, both entering in a injury, and uh, that's absolutely the worst thing that could happen, man. Especially for. The main event, five rounds, and you don't get the ingredients heavyweight. You know, the, uh, was it go the whole five rounds? We don't know, but still, man, it, it's just fucking devastating. For two back-to-back main events, they were going to be fucking great, in my opinion, and had a lot, had a fair bit riding on them. You know, for Tom Aspinall, you know, breaking into this, you know, what is it, top five, top six ranking, and then the week before with title contention on the line for Yair Rodriguez and you know Brian Ortega potentially, you know, still holding out to spot, you know, strong. It, it, it's just the most shitty situation for the UFC and most shitty situation for the fighters above all. Mm. 100%. And at least last week we did get to see like almost a round of action. I mean, like the dislocation. And that was a little bit different too because the dislocation happened as a result of him going for an arm bar and so on and so forth. This was just 
instantly, boom, True. main event over. Still shitty though, man. Still yeah, shitty. no, I agree. Just this one was worse to me, in my opinion. Just, just rough. Um, Curtis Blade says he wants to go ahead and he said he's done fighting people below him, and that um he wants to fight the winner of Tyson Ross versus Cyril Gone title eliminator fight. He said he wants that later this year. Is that a fight that makes sense to you? Uh, against Ty, you said? Or he wants to tie? The winner of Ty versus Cyril Gaon. Ah, uh, God. Yeah, it makes sense, right? I mean, I, legitimately, I think it actually makes sense. I'm, I just think that if Stipe Jones is to happen, and that's the vacant fight, I think the winner of Cyril Ty should get the that chance as the next opponent for that fight. Mm. Unless they really want to do Curtis and whoever wins that fight for the you know, to get the opportunity at the title, or, you know, whoever wins this fight. I don't know. It's, it, you know, heavyweight's in a weird place. I think you go a number of different directions. I really don't have, like, a massive issue with whatever you decide to go with. Mm. But, uh, I think as long as you're involving the names I mentioned in the title picture in some capacity, or it's, or getting an opportunity in some way, I think those are all good options. They're all good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a little bit, I want I want to say it's a fight that makes sense because it does make sense, but at the same time we got to wait and see how the rest of the division shakes out. I do agree that he shouldn't fight anybody below him. Um, his last like three opponents have all been ranked far below him, and Curtis has been a guy like in in a in a sport full of guys that refuse to fight down. Curtis has always been that guy that always will, and him saying, you know what, I've I've done enough. I I deserve a contender fight. Couldn't agree more with him. I cannot agree more. But uh, see, we will see what happens there. Uh, Coleman um. event. I was going to add a little bit to that before we moved yeah, go on. Ahead, go ahead. Uh, I mean, I'm, I want to look at the, the weight rankings right now. I mean, there's really no one else we have to see at this point, right? Because, I mean, Curtis is four, Ty is three, Stipe is two, Stroll is one. And if Jones is to enter the mix, obviously we know he's undisputedly going to get a good opponent. But, I mean, I don't know what else is there to see, Josh. Tom and Espinel hurt Volkov. What is it, two losses in a row at this point? Or one? Yeah, one. Yarzinho. You know, he's he's him. You know, Chris Dawkins, I believe, two losses in a row. Myson Tarbura doesn't look like he's going to be making up the, making his way up the rankings anytime soon. If anything, he's going to probably be giving up his ranking to someone else who's going to get probably a ranked opponent. Mm-hmm. Sergey going to fight Derek this week. I mean, that's probably the only big name pusher that I'm assuming they're kind of hoping. But, yeah, I mean, it really is up to those. I mean, all those guys, yeah. I mean, I think the title's in their hands or potentially in their hands if Ngannou is out of the picture. And for Curtis... I mean, there's, is there any better time? Because the guy who beat you twice may not be holding this title soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And um, he he's at a position now where I remember thinking, like, whenever he lost, uh, for a long time, he's kind of been locked out of that title picture because he lost him and gone twice. And look, man, the way that he's been putting putting these wins together, he's staying in there. Even whenever he lost to Derek Lewis, it was like it was a loss, but he got right back in there. He's won a couple fights since then, so... He's in a position where he's really kind of turned himself around, and now he's in a position where, like, if Nganu decides not to come back, which very, very real possibility, you know. Um, Isn't that crazy, boom, though? He's right there. I mean, it is crazy, but that's the UFC, dude. I mean, we're going to be talking about Nate Diaz in, in a little bit, about how but the UFC just doesn't seem to they, – they've hit a critical point now where it seems like they're they're they seem to believe that their brand is way more important than any one fighter. You know, and so I think they will let Ngannou walk. Like I'm sure they'll offer him an increase, but 
not enough to keep him around, and they're definitely not going to let him box. Do you, you think know, they want to box? Do you think they want to make a statement if they do let go of Ngana? Like that's just a big thing. Obviously, we're staying a little bit on this topic, but I think it's a good point to talk about. You know, because it, it yeah. involves the heavyweights and. I mean, he is a champion, you know. This is the guy holding the title right now. He is, and I do think that they're looking to make a statement. I think the UFC, they're at a critical point where there's so much drama about fighter pay. They're obviously being sued and in, in, in court over a lot of uh, the predatory contracts and how it's very one-sided and, and stuff like that. And they're they're dealing with all this fighter pay arguments, and but they've hit like a point. It's either they're going to go ahead and they're going to go ahead and bend because there's so much public pressure against them. Or they're just going to say, fuck you, and they're going to keep on doing what the, what they do. And uh, the UFC's at that point where they're saying, fuck you, and Gano were important. They were, as a brand, more important than you are. So we're going to let you walk. Go, good luck, you know. And um, same thing, well, not same thing for Nate, because Nate, even Nate said on, like, um, in an interview recently, uh, which you can find at BJPen.com, where we went in and wrote that up. Shut up, BJ Shut up, And uh, we went ahead and uh, he went ahead and said, like, they offered to make me second highest paid in the UFC, right behind Connor. I just, I don't want to do this anymore. So it's a different situation with Nate than Nganu, because Nganu, they, you know, it's just, they're not really, there's not much dialogue going back and forth. Like, they're just, it's so far gone, and they don't really care to even talk with them. So, um, yeah, man, I, I think that uh, back to Curtis for a minute, I think it depends on how the vision shakes out. As far as I'm concerned, John and Steve Bay are never going to fight. I don't know why we're still doing this. Like, I, John Jones has been bulking for two and a half years. Like, <laughs> It's funny, Josh, because we had this conversation, what, like a, a day or two? But, yeah, like, when we were hanging out days on ago. Saturday. Yeah, yeah. when we were hanging out on Saturday watching the fights, we talked about this. But like, he's been bulking for two and a half years, dude. Stipe has been out of action for a year and a half. Dude, what do you mean? Like, he's trying to get – He's Josh, it's not bulking anymore. He's trying to get off cycle. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he, what, what's, what's the line from Silver Sunny in Philadelphia? He, he's, he's, he's cultivating mass, but he needs to stop cultivating. He, starts, he needs to start harvesting. harvesting <laughs> Holy shit, he's been great. bulking for way too long. <laughs> God. Um, but yeah, Pretty man, I, I don't know. I mean, this division, this division of all the divisions of the UFC, heavyweight's been the most fucked up, and it's been fucked up for like how many years? Five years. Not no, I'd say since DC beat Stipe the first time, so that was 2018, I think. So four years because B- DC beat Stipe, and then he tried to do the, the Brock Lesnar fight. That didn't happen. He ends up fighting Derek Lewis on like a month's notice. He ends up rematching Stipe. Stipe wins. Stipe decides to go into the woods and start fighting fires, you know. So that then we have to wait like a year, we have to wait like a year and a half to see him fight DC in the trilogy. That happens. We have to wait like another year to see him fight Ngannou. And Ganu. Come on, Josh. He wasn't putting out real fires. He was just doing practice fires and, and then, but, no, but then we have then we have Gon win an intro title that was pointless. And then we have to wait a while to watch him fight Ngannou. But Ngannou tears his leg, and then he has UFC contract issues. So now we're just still fucking waiting. And John Jones has been bulking that entire time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's such a, it's been this, it's been so messed up for so long that, I mean, Jesus, man, but. You should write a whole article on the state of the heavyweight division in the last five years, by the way, I just gave you your next paper to write. Yeah, I mean, it's just. That'd be really good, that'd be a really solid read. It would, but I don't want to do it, I don't, I don't want to use it, guess it's just, that'd be so long, I don't want to do it, and it's also just frustrating, you know, um, but. 
Anyways, I think I spent enough time on this. Uh, just to go ahead and go to the co-main event, this one was not great either, although it was... Um, it was a really strong performance on Jack Romance. It, yeah, it was a very strong performance. Let's put it like that. So, uh, yeah, man. Uh, Jack Romance defeats our boy, Chris Curtis, the decision. Uh, pretty lopsided win. I mean, Chris just couldn't find the range, and that was that was it for him. But on the side of Jack Romanson, a striking clinic, man. A guy that's been a grappler by trade forever. He just goes out there and puts the hands on him. So what do you think about his performance? I mean, good for him. I mean, we saw him trade with Vittori, too, didn't we? Like, he tried to do something. Yeah, but he... But he, he it, it was, was more, much more lopsided. It, yeah, yeah, and he, and he had to, you know. He was kind of forced into the situation, too. No, but he was he was real smart, man. He kept his distance, and he was like, yeah, I'm not going to engage with Curtis. And I mean, man, you wish you would have seen a little bit more out of Curtis because it looked like he tried to conserve a little bit in those first, you know, t- two rounds. And then kind of in the third, you kind of saw more of what he probably should have done early on. Granted, he took the fight on short notice, and uh, he got frustrated, too. I think his mental kind of got broken down because he was just like, dude, I can't touch this fucker. And at one point, he's like, you know something? I'm, I'm going to back up a little bit and see if he'll let him uh, come in. And Jack Romanson's like, nah, I'm not going in there, bro. <laughs> you yeah. know? I'm going to just dance around you. So I think it was a combination of a lot of those things that just really just messed with him. And it was just not the best game plan out of uh, Curtis, uh, Chris Curtis. So... I don't know, man. I, I I can't wait to see him again. I know he's obviously still gonna. I'm, I'm sure he'll still get another decently, pro, uh, decently high profile name. Maybe not top five or anything like that. But I, I do think he's very deserving of it because he's capable of finishing fights. And we've seen that. I think we just do have to take into account he did this on short notice. You know, the opponent had a great night, and and it's nothing to take away from Jack Romanson either. You know, to bring it back a little bit, he he fucking killed it, and you know, just showing a little bit more to his game and continuing to grow. And I think we could, uh, hopefully in his next fight for Jack, we could see a little bit of that in his, in this next fight, you know, see a little bit of a good, you know, seeing his striking leading into his takedowns and his takedowns leading into, you know, his jujitsu and so on and so forth or jujitsu or his potential takedowns, potential jujitsu leading into, you know, good striking as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And, and it was just rough, man. He just could not find, Chris Curtis could just not find the range. And he, like you said, you try to back up, he tried to do different things. And in that third round, he had success, which, Led to Manson literally running away at one point, which then <laughs> fucking uh, turned into a whole post-fight thing where they were arguing back and forth and flipping each other off and saying a whole bunch of stuff. Um, but regardless, yeah, I mean, Jack Manson, this is a guy that's been right there, but he just can't get over the hump. If this is a sign of things to come, he's fucking there, dude, because that's by far, like, even, he's had some really great wins, but dude, like, he looked comfortable on the feet. He was facing a heavy hitter who had won his last something like eight fights or something, something crazy, and he looked so damn good. And obviously it was short notice. You know, Chris Curtis did just fight. There was a lot going on there. But at the same time, dude, huge props to Jack Mason. Hell of a performance, and I cannot wait to see him get back in there. Um, who do you want to see him fight? Actually, that's a You know question. what, man? As, as far as the division goes, I'm going to have to take a, look, a quick look at the rankings, actually. Keep in I mind would not mind seeing Till rebooked, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, this may be... Depends on actually what he wants to do. Because I'm not sure if he'll want to fight back. But if he does have no problem fighting back, I'd love to see him and Andre Muniz. That's a fight, man. A g- good. That'd be a fun ground matchup, though, if we do end up on the ground. They both have really strong jiu-jitsu and, game. Hey, and uh, we're going to go ahead and just call him. I know they probably didn't go there, but Bangkok ready... 
Jack Hermanson might give him the hands too on the feet, you know. <laughs> oh shit! So you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But um, yeah, man, hell of a performance. Uh, and while we're on, I normally I'd ask like, what fights do we talk about? We're just gonna go one down. Angel, Patty the Batty. He did it again, man. He did it again. Uh, it, it was a little scary, though. <laughs> it was looking a little bit sketchy in that first round. Jordan Levitt outgrappled him. He was having some success, although all the judges did give round one to Patty uh, for the damage, um, which I get. I didn't have a problem with it, but it was still it was still a little back and forth first round. But yo, in that second, uh, Jordan Levitt goes in for a takedown, gets caught, and. Um, Hit with a huge knee. Eventually, Patty ends up getting the body lock, traps the arm, gets a rear naked choke. Patty the Batty Pinblit, 3-0 and of the UFC. Angel, this kid is on the verge of breaking out in the superstardom. We know he's a star, but um, he's right there. You can tell by the crowd reaction. You can tell by the social media stuff. People fucking love this kid, and uh, it's only a matter of time before he's getting. Like, he said he wants stadium shows. He said he wants this. He wants that. It's only a matter of time. What do you think about his performance? What do you think about his uh, potential as a move forward? I mean, his ceiling is high, man. He just has to continue to grow and improve on his game because obviously he's uh, still not a finished product. And there's nothing wrong with that, man. And he's he's so young. He has, you know, the, the world is his oyster, as they'd say. And I, I said it that night, man. I'm like, you, this guy is, he's, 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 I think I, I actually, I worded it like this. So I'll, I'll say exactly what I said. And I'm like, he's their Connor, you know? And what I refer to that is the, the UK slash England, you know, because I think it's not just England, but the the whole United Kingdom as a whole. I was like, I, I said that to you. I looked over you. I'm like, he's their corner, isn't he? Like in a way, you know, different, yeah. but he's doing, and that's fine. You know, everybody does it their way. But if there's, a, you know, if you want to compare it in a way, because, you know, we're talking about MMA and there's really not anybody who's kind of, there's not a lot of guys who've done this big blow up and, and been like these super big superstars. But, you know, you know, Josh, and, I, and it's actually, I need to tell you a little story that involves Patty. So I went to uh, went to an MLS game on uh, Sunday or Saturday that same night, uh, and I was watching. You know, you know, you're not gonna get all of this, but I was watching. For the people who do know, they'll understand a little bit. I was watching LFC versus uh, Sporting KC. LAFC is like a big LA team. They they mm-hmm. dropped a lot of money on expensive players, and Gareth Bale was debuting, big time player from played at Real Madrid. Yeah, I, don't, I know you know that club name. Maybe you don't know the player. Yeah, I, I know. I, I know. I know a little. I know a little bit. I know, but I but he was debuting there, and after you know we left, you know. And I was sitting down. We were at a Dutch Bros. There was a Dutch Bros. there that they just built. So I went to Dutch Bros. and got some coffee afterwards. And I saw these two kids there, dude. They were they had have been had have been like middle school age. They 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 were definitely older than elementary kids. They were definitely not in high school. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about. They're like, dude, did he actually teabag him? You know? And I, I knew exactly. <laughs> you know, out of context, you you have no idea. He's like, yeah. He said he was to teabag him after the fight. I was like, I knew exactly. I was like, I was like, yep. This this is how you know. This is how you know. This so if that's any you know. this if you know any context, you know, I mean, guys, this this kid is it. He just needs to. I mean, I think he's gonna he has to main event his next fight, right? Like he he is capable of doing that. He's capable of carrying a card on his own now. Uh, so. For the most part, you know what I mean. Yeah. And uh, on top of that, is just continue to grow, continue to develop, and uh, beat beat those those names, you know those. Maybe and what I'm saying, and those names don't necessarily have to be like Michael Chan or Conor McGregor, or Dustin Poirier, but beat guys of relevance and continue doing the fashion you're in, you know, and, and continue to grow because, uh, you know, we saw a little, we saw another ripple in his game, and it's that wrestling man, you know. Mm-hmm. And I heard, I was watching some videos, and and I heard some guys, some fighters talk about, it. they're like, dude, 
that's going to be a big thing. And I made a joke. I was like, I'm not going to lie, Josh, that's Mateus Gamera out there. Holy fuck, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or any big-time wrestler, he's going to have trouble. At this moment, right, time. obviously, he, he's going to learn. He's going to develop. He's going to understand. And when it, once he gets into those super strong little little hole fighters, you know, like little to small hole fighters, he'll understand, you know, what he has to fix because he likes this. You know, this is, this is his thing. He's not fighting just for money. I think he's also fighting for, for the greatness of it. Mm-hmm. I agree. And he, he's an interesting guy because his thing is, like, you brought up Gomrot, right? And it, it took me a little bit to realize this, too. But, like, he's not – I don't know what his goal is. Has he said that he wants to be champion? I mean, that's what you assume. But, like, I'm starting to kind of realize, like, this kid's not going to be a champion. He's not going to be a top contender, and that's fine. We don't know that um, yet, though. Because he's – no, he's he's not going to get there. I mean, I could be just wrong. To, just you wait, Josh. Just to be wait. To be, like, what, 28 – and for you to improve so massively to where you're going to go from a guy that, like, looks like you're not 15, top 15 to being champion, I don't know. But that's fine because he's he's a star, and he could be – He I, I'm going to foresee him – I think he's probably going to end up being, like, a Nate Diaz guy. And we'll talk about him in a bit, but, like, just a guy that people fucking love. But they're always going to be behind. doesn't matter win, lose, or draw. People are going to come to see Patty the Batty because they love him. You know, and I think that's going to be his career trajectory. Obviously, there's still a lot of time to go, but um, yeah, man, we'll see. I think that he's a very fun kid, and you know what? He's won me over. If, uh, if do you think? Uh, do you think he needs? Do you want to be a fighter? Moment. No, I don't think so. I don't think he's. Di- I don't even think he's doing anything wrong. Somebody talked about how like he gets like, you know, like like he gets big out of camp, but like guys. The only reason why you know that is because he, he fucking posts stuff on social media. You know how many fighters get huge out of training camp? Every God, single one of them. God, they must have never seen Habib out of training camp. Now we see him oh, out of training camp all the time, and we know how he really looks. Yeah, Habib gets huge out of training camp. You know who said? You know who? You know who complained? Nobody. He just he just got big, and so many so many guys get big, and that's no problem because guess what? They make weight. It's no problem. Daddy's never missed weight, so. Yeah. It's fine. I don't They're, care. The only yeah. downside is everybody is like a long jump. And it's true. You know, in the long run, probably not the best thing. But fuck it, man. If it's working now, it's working now. And he'll figure out how to deal with it later. Exactly. I mean, if it's not broke, don't fix it. So, did you, did you, you see Paulo uh, thanked him for, like, the some help with his dieting and shit? I was like, dude, I wonder what their secret sauce is, dude. You know what I mean? Right. Because, right. I mean, they do it within months, dude. Granted, though, they, you know, the body, you know, learns and, right, you know, it's obviously yeah. a matter yeah. of that, too, and they have extremely great discipline, but still, you know? Yeah. True. And they're not, and they're not losing, you know, he's not going from 200 pounds to 155, he's going to 200 pounds to, like, 170 or some shit. Mm-hmm. Which is feasible, but still, it's a lot. It's a lot of work and a lot of effort, especially if you're doing it multiple times in your lifetime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, but, um, yeah, Patty, Patty, Great performance. Cause this thing, man, I've I've kind of wondered if he's like what his ability was. And I was like, this is the fight's going to show us. Jordan Levitt has one loss. You know, it's the it's to Claudio Puelles, who's this tremendous guy. You know, borderline top fifteen. He's, he's that guy that if you guys don't know Claudio, he's the dude that will not stop getting knee bars. <laughs> he beat Clay Guida recently. Sad. Um, and you know, Jordan Levitt has some really good wins in the UFC, some insane ones. I was like, this one we're gonna learn a lot about Patty. Jordan Levitt's a guy that's like on the outside top fifteen. He's very if, good if Patty were to be giving a top fifteen opponent, who would you like him to see him fight? 
Good question. I don't know what the rankings are, so let me pull them up again. You know all the names. You don't have to pull them up. Come on. No, but I mean, like... Josh was like, I want to see the number. <laughs> Man. Okay, so we have 15, Demir Azamagulov. I don't want to see that. Jalen Turner. I think him, Jalen Turner, would be interesting, but I think Jalen Turner probably beats him, especially at this point in time. I think Jalen Turner is the fucking real deal. Come up. Um, you know what, man? I wouldn't mind seeing Patty against any one of these three names. Dan Hooker, Conor McGregor, or Tony Ferguson. I think if you had to make him fight somebody in the top 15, I could, those see, I could see beating those guys there. I could see him, well, I could see him beating Tony. I think Conor beats him at this time, and so does Dan. Really? But I could see him beating Tony. But even then, I don't know about that either, because Tony still a hell of a grappler. And that is true. So I I don't know. I mean Patty's in a really weird position. I don't think we like I said like I said after his last fight, <laughs> we God bless you, Angel. I look I'm I moved the, the mic. show. I moved away from the mic just so you know. Germs, dude. <laughs> I tried to move away from the mic as much as I could. I didn't have time to mute it. I had my hands uh-huh. down. Alright, alright guy. Um uh, by the way, I was just, you wouldn't expect my mic to pick it up all how far I looked away. Fair enough. Um anyways, so yeah, I mean, I, I said it last time, Patty won. I'm like, we've never seen anything like this in the UFC. Like, a guy that's so has so much star power, but in terms of, like, his star power to talent level, it's, like, so far swayed in one direction. It's not to say he's a bad fighter. Like, he's obviously a good fighter, but relatively speaking, to the top 15 of the lightweight division, it's like, dude, Demir Azmagulov versus, <laughs> versus uh, Patty would be... I mean, we don't rough. know, man. We we'd have to see it for a fact, right? That's that's the other thing. You never know. Yeah, I don't know. There's, we'll see. There's, there's a lot of times you didn't. I mean, shit. We just saw like, and it's not a, not the best comparison, but we just saw Andre Muniz fight Uriah Hall, and he beat Uriah Hall handedly, but he didn't finish Uriah Hall like he had finished all like, his other punches. You know what I mean? It was a bit underwhelming for how well he had done. You know what I mean? And and the shit he was doing too. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's not, it's not the best comparison. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not a one-to-one comparison, but I see what you mean. Um, as far as the rest of the card goes, man, I mean, I guess we'll just skip one down. Once again, the kid cry a lot of defeats. Uh, Alexander Gustafsson, uh, man, he's got to retire. Um, oh, holy shit, is this, is this DC talking to me and not putting it on Twitter? Dude, I, I we, okay. Let's let's just be honest, though. I mean, even, even like, beyond DC or anything, like, Look, it's I'm not bad the, now. I, I, no, you're not wrong, but I'll tell you this: I felt some type of way about DC putting it, you know, on Twitter. Not, no, obviously, I, DC's one. Uh, you know, I, I need to put this out there because it's not DC's gonna beat my ass. Yeah. <laughs> I don't but, know, man. You're going to jujitsu now. I mean, you, you might catch him in an Minari. I might. <laughs> no, DC might catch me in an Minari. Can you imagine that man doing an Minari? <laughs> He'd fucking murder me, dude. Jesus. <laughs> no, but. uh you know, he, he's an amazing competitor, obviously, and he, he knows the fight game better than fucking we ever will. But it was just kind of like, in, in the back of my head, I was thinking, I'm like, dude, you competed at, at his weight class. You probably had some sort of conversation with him at some point. He seems like a really nice guy, too. I felt like he didn't have to put that out in the public, necessarily. That was that could have been a really good private conversation he could have had with him. Be like, hey, bro, like, I give a fuck about you. And this didn't look good. You know what I mean? Yeah, you might be right. Instead of being on Twitter, be like, Alexander Gustafson should retire. You know, like, look, there is times when that's a really good thing to say, right? 
where you need to put it out there. Like in the case of our boy, you know, Bigfoot Silva. Who, hashtag say Bigfoot. You know? Hashtag say Bigfoot. No, not that Bigfoot. You know what I mean? Like, there's times like that where it's perfectly fine for everybody to be putting it publicly out there. No hesitation. And I'm not saying this was a, necessarily the best thing, but I, I, I just felt some type of way about it, man. And I don't think there's anything wrong with me saying that. Mm. Yeah, no, I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but I don't know, man. This is just my perspective, but, uh, you should probably hang him up, you know? Um, just to get, to get, to go from like having one of the most durable chins you see to getting knocked out cold, like with an uppercut whenever you're, like, the guy barely could leverage power because he had one leg up. It's just, I don't even know what to say, man. It was so rough. And, it was, it, uh, he's it, it a legend, sad. you know? Yeah, it, he's an absolute legend. I don't want people to go and take this the wrong way because, like, Gus is, like, that dude. Like, he. Oh, talk about for, how they fucked up on the, on the prompt, dude. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Whenever they had, um, what is it? Whenever they had Krylov win at the bottom of this game, they said, like, the UC Hall of Famer, like, his Gus Future got inducted Hall of, last year. Yeah. yeah. UC Hall of Famer or something like that. Yeah. Or UFC, so. UFC, uh, uh, UFC Hall, of, Hall of Fame inductee. What is yeah, it? yeah. Fight wing. So, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just, Gus is a legend, and, um, don't want to see him. If he's going to fight, there are guys that he can fight, but I want to see him fight an OSP Shogun, like some of those older legends in the 205-pound division. I don't want to see him fight Krylov or anybody in the top 15. That makes sense. But, and look, if he wants to write it back, he could write it back against one of those names. I don't think there'd be anything wrong with that. No, I agree. In fact, I think Shogun said he wants one more. If Gus doesn't retire, I think that fight makes a lot of sense. There but, you go. But yeah, you don't want, you know... Guys fighting Yuri Prashaka, you know. Obviously that's no, no, nobody like that. Or but any you know, top contender, really. I mentioned it to you. I was like, "Why did he bring it back?" And I was like, "It makes sense." You know, his last two fights were against the two former champs. I think I, I see where he was coming from. I see where his thought process was. He's like, "Dude, I beat these two guys. I could be champ." You know what I mean? Yeah. And he had me thinking there, man. And and I, you know, I, you know, I, 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 might, I should probably just admit it to myself and be like, "Yeah, dude, he's probably not in a good state." Like, it's probably time, but I don't know, man. I, I kind of have some hope, but, you know, it's it's really hard. You know, I, it's really hard to make an argument for him, you know, not, a, not in any disrespectful way or anything like that. But I wish the best for him, and I hope that for himself and for his own health. And, you know, he there's no one who knows him better than himself, obviously. So mm-hmm. much respect to you, man, and it was, it was nice to see you one more time, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the octagon, and hopefully – if I do see you again, it's under, you know, better circumstance. Yeah. And obviously, we don't know for a fact that he's retiring, and there's not even really been much of a discussion about it, but yeah. um, we'll see what happens. Um, regardless, though, in, in lighter news, uh, Molly McCann, dude, very quickly making her name as one of the most entertaining women in the entire UFC. Uh, she goes out there. She's facing Hannah Goldie. Obviously, we knew this was kind of a layup for Molly, you know? And there's nothing wrong with that, you know. Um, but, dude, she goes out there and does it in style, man. Not even close. Knocks her out. Well, like, a couple of months after getting a spinning back elbow KO, she gets a spinning back elbow TKO. Uh, lands the elbow up against the fence. Goldie goes down. A couple flurry of punches, and boom, that's it. Round one win for the meatball. Dude, Molly McCann. I don't know if she's going to be a contender in this division. I don't know if she'll be, ever be a champion, but God damn, is she entertaining. Give me your thoughts about her one. 
I mean, good for her, dude. She's doing it her own way. That's all that matters. And she's selling her herself well, and she has her own. She's kind of building her own brain and, and her own style, man. And, and you love to see that. And uh, I think she just needs to keep riding this wave, man. I mean, that's three wins in a row. Maybe she can get a a nice ranked opponent, make her way up the division. And who knows what happens, man? I I, I don't know what her goals are necessarily, but fuck it. Wherever you can go, you can go and take it as far as you can. Mm. Yeah, true. And also, she said that she's looking to fight Antonina Shevchenko next. I think it's a fight that makes a lot of sense. Um, Antonina's not great. However, there's one thing she can do with strike, and I would not. I think that actually be a very, very fun fight on the feet. But um, we'll have to see what happens next. You saw uh, what's her name called her out? Was it uh, Miranda Blake? Maverick? Was it, yeah. it was Miranda Maverick? I thought it was Miranda Maverick. I mixed it up. My bad. But yeah, no, I saw Miranda Maverick put some stuff out there on Twitter. Yeah, and then uh, Molly said at the press conference, I believe, that she can fuck her anywhere she wants. So, um, to which I believe Miranda Maverick responded that she had a great top game. So, uh, very interesting lead up to a possible fight. Completely there. taken out of context. Holy fuck, could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, interesting build up there. But anyways, man. Um yeah, I mean as far as the rest of the card goes, man, I mean go ahead and give me your highlights. We only, there's only one finish beyond the fights that we talked about, so Oh man, you you I mean, can we I mean let's talk about it a little bit. Paul Vulcan versus Paul Craig. It was it was a little sad, man. I, I saw something on Twitter it was like, did Paul Craig just become the Ryan Hall of two oh five? He's always been the Ryan Hall too. No, no, but it was a little different, you know. At least, uh, at least Paul Craig was ranked to beat some pretty good guys, you know. Not to say Ryan Hall hasn't beat some good guys, but you know what I mean. Some pretty high level guys at two hundred five, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, Paul Craig's. I don't know what. I think that says more about the light heavyweight division than than anything, though. A, a, yeah, a little bit, but at the same time, man, it was a bit weird. I, I don't know. I, I wonder if anything was going on there. This was legitimately just Paul Craig's game plan to fucking. Literally trying to pull guard, like if it was a jiu-jitsu tournament, just like get on the ground on his back and be like, you just need to come in, bro. Come on, play with me. But no, that was not the case. Wilkin was like, yeah, fuck that, dude. I've seen this way too many times played out, that I don't want to relive it myself. Yeah, he's not a dumb guy. And Vulcan, man, it was good to see him get rock. It was good to see him get back on the horse, man. He's had a couple of rough fights recently. And uh, for him to be the guy that stopped Paul Craig's hype train, pretty solid. Big fan of it. Um, and I love me some Paul Craig, but... I was surprised at how easily Vulcan won. That's what I'm know? saying. The approach like, was really odd. More than just because I wasn't surprised. I told you. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm expecting, you know, Vulcan to win. But at the same time, I was surprised at just how Hey, man, I just thought Paul Craig was going to do some shit, bro. That's all it was. No, I know. Um, I was expecting him to have Because he kept success. doing it. He kept doing it. It seemed like, oh, shit. I mean, he could only do more, right? Yeah, and I expect him to have more success than he did, but at the end of the day, it is what it is. But yeah, I mean, I was I was very very happy for for our guy to go ahead and pick up the win there, uh, Vulcan. Big fan of him, and I have been since his since his uh you know since his debut really. But anyways, man. Um, yeah, I mean, as far as the rest of the card goes, uh, Luvot Klein defeated Mason Jones. It was a solid performance, I thought. Um, Mark Casey picked up a win. Nathaniel Wood picked up a win over Charles Rosa. That was actually a really entertaining fight. Um, Charles Rosa not going to win all the fights. In fact, I'm pretty <laughs> sure he's a losing record in the UFC, but I can't think of a boring fight he's ever been in, so it is what it is. Um, Jonathan P- Pierce defeats Makwan Americani. Let me tell you, 
Uh, JSP had a slip up against Joe Lawson in his debut, got the shit kicked out of him. Since then, a four <laughs> fight winning streak, dude. Like this kid looks good. He's good, man. It's just uh, Joe Lozon. He's just he's that guy. <laughs> yeah, that's a win that's aged really well. Like really, really well. That ends up being Joe's final fight. Like shit. Sadly, man. I we didn't get Cowboy versus a uh... man. I, I Jim Miller, man. At UFC 300, make it happen. <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing that trilogy, but I think it should be one one. I've always said that, that second fight was a really bad robbery that nobody really talks about, but. Um, you can only hope, man, but that's a long way from now, and who knows if uh, Joe Lozon wants to be uh, cutting weight at that age. And... It's not even that. The craziest part is it's not that far away. I mean, we're... It wouldn't be next year, though, would it? it it'd be two years from now, I think. Less than two years from now. That's still... That's 2024. Like I don't know. It'd be 2024. I just don't know when in 2024. That, that's still... A, that's still... Two years is still a long time, though, Josh. You know what I mean? Yeah. And in this sport, and, you know. Well, I'll tell you this much: I, Jim Miller's going to be there. No fucking like, there's no way Jim Miller's I, not dude. I, there. dude, I know Jim Miller would be there. Even if Jim Miller's dead, they'll put his corpse on the fucking octagon. You know. <laughs> uh, yeah, fair enough, man. I can tell you, he's going to be there. I don't know if Joe will be there though. But that's you know, it is what it is. But yeah, man, uh, solid performance by uh, Jonathan Pierce. Our boy Muhammad Makayev, was it the the performance? Was it him stomping out? Charles Johnson, the way they did Cody Durden, no. No, but was it was a strong. damn good win. Yeah. It was strong. It was a strong win over a really good opponent. For sure. Uh, Jai Herbert picked up a win. Feed Kyle Nelson. Solid performance by him. Victoria Leonardo gets her first win in the UFC. She uh, did it. She did it. She uh, finally did it after a couple of really, really, really rough fights. Uh, she did it. She got the win. Uh, and lastly, Nicholas Dolby defeating Claudio Silva. Gotta wonder if that's gonna be it for Claudio. Uh, 39 years old, three losses in a row, all of them being pretty lopsided, but we will see. Um, Nicholas Dolby though, another, another, uh, solid win for him. Keeps on trucking along. Yeah. This card, man, I mean, I, I was being pretty harsh on it. I said it was, it could have been an email. Probably could have been, but there were some good moments. Mostly Patty and Molly just stealing the fucking show. Oh, now you're hyping it up. <laughs> no, I mean they stole the show, man. I mean, I, as as much as this uh, this card was really, really rough, those three fights in the middle there of Patty, Molly, and Nikita, they really did kind of keep this thing from being the worst card of the year. Instead, it was just a bad card, you know. Uh, um, not, not a great card. Yeah, true. Uh, anyway, but I do have high hopes for this one this weekend. UFC two seventy seven. Going down to the American Airlines Center in Dallas, Texas. We got a pair of rematches at the top of the bill. Juliana Pena versus Amanda Nunes, too. Obviously, they fought last time back in December in one of the biggest upsets in UC history. Pena outlasted Nunes after a rough first round. She comes back around two, lands some huge shots, gets a rear naked choke, wins UC's women's bantamweight title, ends Nunes' reign after a five-year run. Now, six months later, but here, run it back, man. Um, heading into it, Nunez is once again a huge favorite in most places, two to, two to one, three to one around that area. And, um, yeah, man, I mean, I, I'm a lot more excited for this fight than most people are. I see a lot of people shitting on this car, shitting on this fight online. I gotta admit, dude, I'm really psyched for this fight and really psyched for this rematch. What do you think about this card and what do you think about the, the, the headliner? I mean, as a whole, man, just giving it a whole overview, I think it's a really strong main main card. I, I think it's a good pay-per-view. Um, 
I think all these people come out here to perform, man. I think it's probably going to be one of the strongest main cards the whole year as far as on a pay-per-view. Um, and, I mean, obviously, we're getting a rematch, man, title on the line, big upset. I mean, what else did you want, right? Yeah, for sure, man. And um, I see a lot of people, like, I, I, I got to be honest, man. There are people that are, like, talking about, like, this fight's going to sell nothing on pay-per-view and blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't give a shit about any of that. I just like watching fights. And from that perspective, <laughs> yeah, this is this is a, a pretty pretty good card. But, um, yeah, man. We'll go and kick it off with, with just from as far as, like, a previewing aspect. Uh, that main event, man. Um, you know, like, other uh, – thinking about this – I'll – Put, think about this fight this way. Um, other fights in, like, in UC history, like, a lot of the big upsets, especially, like, I think Rousey Home is one. Like, you look at upsets in hindsight, especially one like that, where it's like, oh, there were warning signs we didn't see in the moment. You know what I mean? I can see how this would have led to here. Like, Bisping Rockle, too, is another, another kind of example. Here we are six months later. Nunez Pena, the original one, still doesn't make much sense to me. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, like... She just to have like the greatest women's fighter of all time, who's very rarely been tested. I mean, like we can count the close fights that she's had on one hand. I mean, she go she went out there, just absolutely batter Rousey, Cyborg, home. Like she she very rarely had a close fight, let alone a close moment. And um, here she is now, and she's coming back. And she's fighting Pena for the second time. Angel, there's no other easy way to put it. Do you think she's able to get it done? Do you think the first fight was just an aberration? Do you think maybe she was still dealing with the effects of COVID? She said she had an injury. She had a rough training camp. Do you buy all those excuses? Do you think she's going to come back and get it done? Look, I'm not, I'm not going to try to defend the excuses or any of that. Look, could have they played factor? Yes, they could have, right? You know, I'm not going to take that out of the probability or anything like that. Yes, there's a chance, you know. Having a child, being sick, yada yada, whatever, you know. I'm sure it all in some way, big or small, have a factor. But do I think she'll bring it back? I do. Look, I, it's, it's not to take away from Juliana's amazing, great moment because she had a, I mean, she had a great moment, right? You know, we, we don't want to take away from it. And, and she did something amazing. She beat, at the time, and still, the greatest woman fighter of all time. You know what I mean? That's something mm-hmm. that you can't take away. You know what I mean? That's why I believe is the biggest upset ever in UFC history. People were still trying to talk about how G, uh, GSP and Matt Sarah is the biggest upset. Yes, it was one of the biggest upsets. But you recognize at that point, GSP was just beginning his great run. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was after that that GSP became the greatest of all time, you know, in, in some people's eyes, right? And, and then one, if not the all time great at that division, I believe he is, but you know, there's, there's debates now, but no, I don't think not. there, there, should, there I, should, I don't, but I don't believe there is. There, there should be no debate. There, there should be no debate. But the thing is, at that moment, at that moment in time, when Juliana beat her, there was no question that Amanda Nunes was the greatest female fighter on the planet and of all time. Mm. Yeah, the only one that I could see arguing it is uh, Bisping Rockhold. Um, just because all that was going into that one, like, the guy had already gotten wrecked, like, a year and a half earlier. He's coming in on, like, two-week notice, had just gone through a war. Like, there were so many factors against him, and he still won. I mean, crazy. But, yeah, I think this – it's either one or two. Those those two fights are, like, right there. So, um, but, yeah, man, I mean, if if you look at this one – it is, uh, I mean, 
I've gone back and forth on this one. I actually have gone quite back and forth on this one because I, I got to give Juliana credit. She has impressed me with the way that she's handled her her championship win. She really did win when nobody believed in her, but she had faith the entire time. She brought the fight to Nunez, and she did it in a way that was fucking incredible, dude. Like that's but, a true fighter, man. That's I think she in that moment, and I'm sorry to cut you off there. Yeah, no, but that's no. the epitome of of being a fighter, right? Believing in yourself when no one else does is the biggest thing in a fighter mm-hmm. is having that self-belief when no one else does. And on top of that, winning the fight when you're not in your own, you know, in your own wheelhouse, you know what I mean? She, she did it on the feet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's where it, that's where it started. And it might not have ended there, but that's where it begun. You know, yeah. She's a wrestler by trade. Mm-hmm. And look, True. she, Amanda tapped, but that was not a tap of I got choked out tap. That's a tap of fucking exhaustion, dude. Mm-hmm. No, 100%. Like, she had just, she had gone through the ringer in that, like, in that second round, and um, Juliana just couldn't miss, and look, man, like I said earlier, like, some, like, upsets make sense the more you look at them. Like, dude, Juliana, like, just a few months before that, like, six months before that, had gone like, fought to the death of Sarah McMahon. In fact, not even fight to the death. She was down 2-0 going to the third round. She got a submission. She had to come from behind. She should edge out Sarah McMahon. I don't even, is Sarah McMahon even in the top 15? Like, <laughs> like it, it, the fact that she was able to pull off that upset is incredible. It's one that nobody saw coming. But I do think that, um, look, man, I like Julianne a lot, but I just got to go with the men newness here. I think there's a lot, like, Maybe this is the, the wake-up call that, that Nunez needed. Like, she had admitted, like, me, like, I saw her interview recently. She was like, Dana said, like, you had gotten complacent. And, like, she was like, yeah, I understood why. Like, I had to get my shit together, you know? And um changing training camps. And ultimately, she had COVID around that time. She had injury around that time. Like, for most fighters, I don't necessarily buy a lot of excuses. But, like, dude, to go from, like, her from what she was doing to what how she looked, it's like, there had to be something up because, um, like, she had issues in the past of gassing and, and maybe exuding too much of her tank. But, like, in that first round, like, she dropped she dropped Pena and they grappled a bit on the ground and that was it. Like, it wasn't like she had some huge mm-hmm. outburst. Like, she just went out there and gassed immediately, which makes me believe. And I, I had COVID. Like, and the weight cut, too. We never talked about cut. Like, there, yeah, We never talked so about the much, weight cut. Yeah, I mean, she had fought, she had fought in 135 since, like, uh, I believe it was December 2019, so she took two years off from from that weight class. So that obviously had a huge effect as well. So, and look, dude, like, I had COVID. Like, it took me, like, and I'm not even a professional athlete. So, obviously, I know there's differences, but it took me, like, fucking three, four months to get back to normal in terms of, like, my cardio and shit. Like, I, it's a very real thing. Like, and a lot of athletes have talked about it. Once you get COVID, it just it just – and if you have a bad, it fucks with your cardio really, really bad in your gas. So I, I believe, it. yeah. So I believe. So I'm gonna go and take Amanda Nunes. Uh, I can see Juliana Payton winning. There's obviously a path to victory there, um, but I'm gonna go and take Nunes. But dude, I it's gotta be a banger. It's gonna be a banger. And as good as that main that main event is, I gotta be honest, dude. I'm more excited for the co-main. For me, it's it's the people's main event. Interim flyweight title. Brandon Moreno, the former champion. It's supposed to be Moreno versus Figueiredo for, but obviously Davison 
had some hand issues, so he couldn't make it. But they got a damn good replacement. Kai Kara France, number two in the division, three wins in a row, four in his last five. And um, look, man, this is a kid that came to see with a lot of hype. He maybe didn't live, deliver it on it at first, but guess what? He's here now, Angel, and he's looking fucking phenomenal. And there's actually a rematch of a fight these two actually had three years ago. UFC 245, December 2019. Moreno won a unanimous decision on the cards. Here they are, a couple. They're here three years later, and they're running it back for the flyweight title, man. I am very, very excited for this fight. What do you think? Who do you got? I'm excited, man. I think it's a banger. It's it's nice to see the the former champ back in action and uh, Kai Kora as well. Uh, I mean, I'm just gonna point it clearly with you, Josh. I mentioned it a little bit in the green room. I, I'm gonna pick Brandon Moreno. I think one, he's already won the fight. It's been years. It's been a few years, obviously. Times have changed. You know, they, I'm sure they changed in in their fight game. They've, they've evolved. There, there's been growth. I mean, one's literally been the champ, fought for the title more than once now, and uh, he's gonna be fighting for it again. He's had that multiple five round experience against a fucking killer. And look, man, for Brandon, I think he's just hungry for it again, man. I think he he, he was a little overconfident going into that second Davison fight. Uh, on top of that, we see a gym change. He, maybe he realizes or something. I need to I need to leave this this gym here. That I started with, I need to grow, I need to find a different perspective, which kind of shows maybe some maturity there, and but some some uh, wanting to grow as well along with that. And on top of that, man, I mean, he looked really fucking good in that first fight, man. In that first fight, I I, I was rewatching it a little bit before he, he took the center of the octagon. He was right there the whole time, man. Kept it kept it there for those first two rounds, and then the third, it seemed like a little bit of. Uh, you know, kind of damage and pressure had started piling up on Kaikara, and he was backing him up into the defense, man, backing up to the, the, uh, into the back of the defense. It kept letting those combinations out. And, uh, I mean, Brandon has a great shin, a strong jujitsu game. We've seen it, and now he's going to have a very intelligent coach in his corner. Uh, you know, Glory's very own. You know it. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we always got to be shouting out the local gym. KC's John. own. KC's own. And, uh, I think he's gonna have a hell of a fight, man. I think I think we're gonna see and uh, new, you know, and new or I guess returning, right? Uh, champ and Brandon Moreno. Yeah. Well, technically, it'll be it'll be and new regardless, just because yeah. it's an intro title. But yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just taking the piss. Uh, anyways, um, you're not wrong, you know. Yeah. No, I'm I'm psyched for this fight, man, and uh, I'm a big Moreno guy ever since he came into the UFC. But I I gotta admit, dude, I think it's Guy Car Francis time. I think this current run that he's been on, especially that last win over Askar Askarov, he's a huge underdog facing an undefeated monster. And he goes out there and he puts on a performance like that. He's he's showcased the power in his hands recently. And uh, I think he's going to avenge his loss of three years ago. I think everybody's talking about how this is, oh, you know, we're going to get to see Moreno and, and Figueroa again. It'll be so much fun. I think they're sleeping on our boy, man. And by our boy, I mean my boy because you're picking against him. <laughs> you're sleeping on, you're sleeping on too, motherfucker. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I'm gonna take Kai Car France, man. I'm gonna take the Kiwi. I think it's his time. Um, I, I, I can't wait to be right. Yeah, we'll we'll see about that. I'm still winning picks of the year, and it's quite fucking lopsided. So you should go ahead and get a right. It, uh, you should it, get a fight right eventually. Um, it is. It is. But you know something? I've 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 thought I've gone with safe picks this year. The other years I've gone not safe whatsoever and made it close. So imagine if I didn't go and I, I didn't make those stupid picks the years before. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, but yeah, man, I, regardless, I could, I mean, I could see Moreno winning for sure. This is going to be a close fight. I have no, I'm not saying, like, I the main, know that, the main and co-main yeah. are kind of toss-ups, man. I mean, there, and there's other fights on the card that are like that, too. 
100% dude. I mean, this is going to be a very, very good fight, and I couldn't see it going either way. Regardless, it'd uh, be a banger. Like, you know, that's, oh, no that's, what all, that's all that matters at the end of the day. I think nothing matters more than the fight itself being good. 100%, and no doubt about it. I, I know that it's going to be a great fight. So, uh, But, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and go Kai Carl France. I think everybody's looking past him, but, you know, it is what it is. Um Look, man, next up on the main card, uh, you know, you mentioned it. This main card is very, very solid. Maybe the prelims have a little bit to be desired, but the main card itself, very, very good. Um, the heavyweights, Derek Lewis making the return. Uh, first fight since he got knocked out against Taitsui Vasa in February. He's taking on Sergei Pavlovich, uh, ranked number 11. 30 years young out of Russia. He came to see with a lot of hype. It's a former Fight Night Global Champion, but he got knocked out by Overing his first time out. Since then, picked up wins over Marcelo Gome, Maurice Green, and Shamil Abdurahimov. The last one came in March in UFC London. Um, man, look, very interesting fight here. It is essentially a pick em. What do you think about this one? I mean, it's a banger, man. It's heavyweight. You're always going to love it. And I mean, you see Derek Lewis at 265. Obviously, you you know what's going to happen, man, or what could potentially happen. You know, I mentioned earlier, Josh, on the show, I there's not been a fight where I picked against Derek Lewis in the time we've been making this podcast. There will not be a fight oh, where shit. I pick against Derek Lewis until until he retires. I'm picking the Black oh, Beast shit. once again, Josh. Oh shit! Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I can't even argue against that. Have I have I picked against the Black Beast? Oh, a hundred percent. There's no yeah. way you picked him over Cyril. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Um, yeah, man. Uh, well, I know that I have picked against the Black Beast, but I'm not gonna do it today, Angel. I'm not gonna do it today. USA, Let's go, baby. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go, champ. Let's go, champ. Um, <laughs> I need yeah, man. Uh, I think this is a matchup where, like, I think Sergey Pavlovich is a guy that has a lot of potential. However, if there's one issue. That he has. He's very, very hittable. And I think going up against a guy like Derek Lewis, you can't afford to take too many of those fucking right hands, man. So I'm going to go ahead and take Derek Lewis. Um, I think that Taito Boss fight is a little bit concerning. You know, I understand that Ty's on a good run, but man, he got. But Ty got him good, though, dude. You can't hate on him for that, though. He pressured yeah. him real good. Ty, but, Ty, that's the one thing Ty's done really good in a lot of his fights is. When when it, when chaos ensues in that short space, he he reacts very well somehow, even when he's hurt. True, true. Um, and there is a path to victory for Pavlovich here, but I'm going to go take Derek Lewis. I would not be surprised if it went the other way though. This feels like it's a fight where they're kind of they're kind of setting him up a little bit. Not going to lie, I feel like he's kind of hoping that Lewis uh, might lose this one so they can have yeah. a, a new star. But um, it's a new blood in the top five. But I don't think it's going to happen. Um, next up, dude, flyweights. You know, this is a flyweight heavy card, man, and I'm cool with it because this matchup's really, really good. Both these guys come to bang. Alexandra Pantoja taking on Alex Perez. I feel like it's a good time to remind people Pantoja was supposed to get a flyweight title fight. Yes, he's supposed to be in there. Instead of Figueroa, the reason we got the trilogy was because Pantoja was not ready. He's coming off of two wins in a row. He defeated Manel Cape. Time to remind people that Alexander Pantoja, he's a, uh, he's a uh, like he was supposed to get that flyweight title fight back in January, but he couldn't get it. Uh, he was injured, and now they're forcing him to fight a monster and Alex Perez, who has he's been out of the game for a while. He's had multiple, multiple uh, canceled fights, but you know what? Last time out, it was a title fight against Stephen Figueroa. He got caught and he got choked. But before that, he had a three fight winning streak. Very solid guy. 
Who do you got on this one? Hey, man, it's a tough out for either guy, right? I mean, I think Pantoja's like the guy at the division. You know, you're like, that's a tough motherfucker every night, and he could be champion. He just needs the opportunity, and he just needs to get that belt, man. Obviously, he's, he's had a, you know, two losses to, you know, pretty strong guys in the division and Davidson and Ascar. But, uh, and I see him winning this Alex Perez fight. I think he could do it, but at the, at the you know, on the other hand, though, Alex Perez, dude, tough son of a bitch. He has some, you know, good wins, some strong names. He's been around for, for quite a while now, since 2017. He's done his thing, paid his dues, got his opportunity, you know, didn't get it, had a fight scheduled multiple times against Matt Schnell and Ascar. Uh, missed weight last time out too, which kind of really sucked to see, but hey man, that's, that's how things shape out. Hopefully he's got everything back together. And I mean, if he wants to get back into that title picture, Pantoja's the right guy. And if Pantoja wants to keep getting his name out there and put himself in the position to get that title fight next, which I'm assuming they're kind of trying to set up these guys next because they believe Davidson will be out. I mean, there's your next matchup. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that he's hoping for a potential Brandon Moreno win because that'd be the trilogy. And both times he fought Brandon Moreno, one time on the Ultimate Fighter and one time in the UFC, he uh, beat the fuck out of him very handedly. So yeah. I'm sure he wants to get that one back because he knows he's capable of beating him. And for Brandon Moreno, when he's sitting when he was champ, if there was a fight to make that will establish him and for himself would be a great fight, would be Pantoja. So who knows, man? Who knows how this is all going to play out or if they're even sending those guys up to be nice for the title fight. But I'm excited this fuck. I think this is probably one of, you know, maybe potentially the second best fight on the card if, if it plays out that way. Mm. For sure, because both these guys come to bang, and I I feel really bad for Pantoja. Like, I feel really, really bad for the guy. Because he's a guy that, like, man, he, like, he was right there. supposed to get a title shot, and now he has to fight, like, a monster in Alex Perez. Like, it's it's it, tough out for him. But I do think he gets the job done. I'm also going to go ahead and pick him. I think he could very easily be champion. I think if he ended up fighting Moreno in January, I think he probably would be champion right now. So, um yeah, man, but we'll see what happens. It is going to be a hell of a fight, though. Like you mentioned, it could be, like, the second-best fight on this card, like, talent-wise. Both these guys are there. And opening up the main card, I like the placement of this fight. Uh, Anthony Smith, Magomed Alkalaev. Winner might get a title shot. Obviously, it remains to be seen. But, uh, yeah, man, both these guys coming in, very hot win streaks. And uh, what do you think about this one? Who do you got? I mean, look, man, we we love Lionheart. You know, we'll, we'll say it. You know, that's it's no secret, right? At the same time, though, Magomed Mag- Ankalaev, dude, that guy's a fucking killer, dude. He uh, he showed last time out he 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 focused this fight more centrally on the stand up rather than wrestling, and it pa- ended up panning out for him, man. And in the past, Anthony Smith, man, when guys are on top of him, they've been on top of him and they laid some damage, uh, all uh, you know, Rockage and uh, uh, not Jan Blahovich, uh, Glover, man, and obviously Glover's you know a monster on the ground, so it makes sense, but uh. He's finding a guy who's 17 and 1, man, real fucking strong. Is, with, it seems, you know, pretty well rounded. Obviously, he's not like a, a world beater on the feet, but he laid damage with those leg kicks last time out in his last fight. And, I mean, Anthony Smith has a tall task, but man, Anthony Smith's been in, stringing them together and he's able to do it here, man. I mean, he's putting himself back in that title talk. Like, hey, man, I've been there before. I could do it again. I just, you know, took out these last few names and I'm going to take this guy out who's 17 and 1 on a little win streak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Um, this is this is a very interesting fight, man. and it's one that uh, Anthony Smith, like you mentioned, he he's faced a couple of guys now where he's like he's he's fought below him, and he's fought in a couple of guys that were expected to beat him, and yet he just keeps on coming out on top. It doesn't fight who he does not give a fuck who he's facing. 
He's going to go out there and give it his all every single time. And I hope the winner here gets a title shot. Uh, but look, man, Magomed Ankalaev is a monster. And ever since his UFC debut, I've been high on this kid, even whenever he lost to Paul Craig. I just don't see him losing this one, man. I don't see him losing this one. And uh, Anthony Smith's on a great run, and I hate that they made this fight. Just be, Like, I like this fight, but I don't like this fight because I think Anthony Smith deserves, I don't know if a title shot, but, like, man, after after fighting down three times, and, like, we talked about earlier how, like, a lot of guys don't want to fight down, and not only, he did it three times. Now he's fighting a guy, like, he's fighting up technically, but he's fighting, like, a terrible matchup that nobody wanted to fight. Um... Full props to him, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go and take Magomed Ankalaev. I just think it's it's a, a nice matchup for him, and it's um. I just think he's that fucking good. That's really what it comes down to. I don't, it's not a slide against Saint Smith. I just think Magomed Ankalaev will be champion probably by the end of the year. But uh, that's just my opinion. As far as the rest of the card goes, man, uh, what are some fights you're looking forward to on the undercard? I mean, you just got to go one down, man. Alex Verona versus uh Matthew Smellsberger, dude. He that's a fucking beggar of a matchup, and Alex Perono, man, he's been putting them together, hasn't he? I'm obviously like, look, Cowboy, Mickey Gall, in hindsight, right? You know, you could say what you want, but still, though, there's still wins, and he's doing it in impressive fashion. And uh, they give him Matt Smel- uh, Matthew Smellsberger, and uh, you know, I, I think you, there's there's some potential here, man. And he's been, he's been able to string wins together. I mean, can he finally keep keep them together? They'll keep break keep, keep getting them and. Hopefully after this, if he is the winner, potentially get a a break into the 155. And for and for Matt, man, hopefully if he does get a win here, same thing for him. He's kind of stringing him together. Obviously he had the hiccup with chaos in the middle, but shit happens. And he's been pretty active since coming in in 2020. And I mean, shit, what are we gonna see here, man? I think I think it's a banger. I think it, they're 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 set up right. You know, they're in a good position. They're it's a pretty good matchup for both the guys. Uh, big uh, experience difference, but. I don't know if that's going to play much of a factor in the actual fight, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Um, that fight is a is a really, really good fight. Like, Alex Morono is a guy, like you mentioned, like, Cerrone, Mickey Gall. Like, they, they not even really in hindsight, because I'm pretty sure that, you know, we, we picked him to win those fights, or at least thought he was going to win those fights. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, man, he, he's an interesting guy. Like, he, he's 31 years old. I don't want to say he's hitting his prime, but, like, it, it kind of looks that way. I mean, even that Pettis fight, he was kind of, like, having – he had a decent showing. And um, Matthew Smilesberger, he's another guy that comes to bang, and he's coming off a couple of really insane not well, only one insane knockout. Um, but even then, that – like, he's had two knockouts in the past year and a half with sub-16 seconds. So that's insane. But, um, yeah, man, a lot of power. Um, another fight I'm really excited for, Drew Dober is coming back against Rafael Alves. Drew Dober's coming off that insane, insane one-round fight against Terrence McKinney earlier this year. Um, look to see if he can get back in the top 15 in this one. Still, like, he had a couple of rough matchups there, but he always comes to bang, so this should be a really, really fun fight. Um, I mean, beyond that one, like, it's kind of a rough prelims, man. It's kind of a rough prelims. Man, 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 there's, there's a few decent names. You know, Rafa Garcia in there, you know what I mean? Make uh, fighting against Rivar close. I guess that was that original. That was originally a uh, Diego Fejer, but I guess he got injured because I, I just noticed that uh, that was going to get your car closer to the rankings. But Rafa stepping in on short notice to help out. Uh, I don't know if it was Michael or Mikhail Morales. We saw his last fight, man. He had an amazing uh, highlight finish in the first round against Trevin Giles, and 
I mean, guy looks like a fucking killer, dude. 23 years young from Ecuador. I mean, he's going to roll it. Keeps it rolling this way. I mean, who knows what is possible. Are you there, my guy? Yeah, <laughs> you, you really you cut out you cut out right at the end there, bud. Did I really? What, yeah. what, what was the last thing you heard? You're talking about his last fight. Uh, he had a highlight finish, man. He had a sick highlight finish in the yeah. first round against Trevor Giles. Yeah, but um, yeah, man. I mean, whenever I went in, like in terms of name value, there's not a whole lot there. Although I will concede, Jacar Close, Rafa Garcia should be a banger. Uh, Jacar Close, like. He came off that really, like, that long layoff, and he had that really messed up injury uh, with the whole Jeremy Stevens thing. And he beat the piss out of Brandon Jenkins in his return, man. Like, that fight was hard to watch, but... He had some uh, anger in him. Yeah, clearly. I don't blame him either. But, yeah, this should be a fun one. Uh, Michael Morales, like I mentioned, great win last time out. Jocelyn Edwards facing Yon Kim. I feel like Jocelyn Edwards just fought the ESC 275. Like, Pascal had a great win. Now she's turning around, G.E. on Kim, that should be a banger. Like, G.E. on Kim, no, she's not great, but, dude, she had a couple of fight of the nights in her last two fights. So, uh, should be very, very fun. Uh, opening up the card, Orion Kosick versus, uh, Koshi, excuse me. I think on Mike Mattia, Blood Diamond. That should be a fun one, should be a banger. Although it's a better showing for Blood Diamond, dude, because last time around it was, it was kind of sad, man, I'm going to lie. But yeah, I, o- think, o- I thought it was kind of to be expected, though. though. Yeah, O'Brien should keep this one on the feet, so I think he's going to, you know, he's going to, it should be a lot more fun, at least, or at least I mean, a, a better matchup for him on paper. I mean, we'll um, see, man. He comes out of that Team Alpha Male gym, so, you know, and, you know, they, those guys make pretty good game plans for their guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true, true. Um, but, yeah, man, I mean, this is it's a solid card, man. This is a very, I mean, this is, a, on the whole, there's a solid card, and I think it's one of those ones where it's like, Every once in a while, fans just sleep on cards, and they always turn out to be great. I know the main card's going to be great. Like that's not a doubt in my mind. Um, but the prelims, but I think I think I think the prelims will show up though. I think they'll they'll, yeah. they'll come out and do their thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I can see like the prelims being very very good. I can see them like more than you know, like surpassing a lot of expectations. But um, yeah, man, that's all the MMA for the week. However, we do got to recap last week. But I go we got to go ahead and hit belt. I'm sure it'll be a bit bit more brief. Because this card was pretty weird, which is kind of normal for Bellator at this point. But uh, Bellator 283 going down last Friday from the Emerald Queen Casino and Hotel in Tacoma, Washington. First time Bellator has been in Washington. Um, shout out. Yeah, shout out. Jason Jackson, the ass-kicking machine, defeats Douglas Lima. Man, um, I think it might be about time for Lima to call it a career. I think it might, I think it might be about time. Um, goes out there. She gets dominated on the mat by Jason Jackson. Jason Jackson um, looked like Habib out there, dude. Like <laughs> Douglas Lima's a guy that's normally had a very, very solid guard, and like it just wasn't there, man. I mean, he couldn't get anything going. This is his fourth fight in a row where he just can't get anything going. But he was also closing his guard a lot too. You know, he wasn't trying to be super active with two. He tried. To, he also kind of kept them there. You know, no disrespect to him. Yeah, but just on the whole, man, just a really rough performance. What do you think about the main event as a whole? I mean, it was a solid win by Jason Jackson. I mean, it wasn't annoying, but it was a really good game plan. And we've seen it, you know, like, once you take Lima down and you're controlling him on top, and, you know, he kind of, he's just kind of been stuck there lately, dude. Like, he's really not creating a lot of offense from down there. He's not really making the the biggest, craziest effort to get up, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it just unfortunate. Because um, Douglas Lima, he's a guy, like, it's kind of it's kind of weird to think about Angel, but, like, literally... What, two years ago? Three years ago? We were talking about him, like, oh, this guy, 
might be the greatest welterweight on the planet. Like, that was a legitimate conversation. Um, and now it's just unfortunate, man. It's just unfortunate he's gone through a lot. And, uh, yeah, man, it's just, it is what it is. And uh, I think maybe he should either take a look at hanging it up or maybe, like, taking a break. Because he's not that old. Obviously, like, he's 34, but he's, like, 48 in terms of, like, the shit that he's gone through and the miles that he has on his body. But we'll see what happens, man, because he's still he's still talented. Maybe he needs to step down a competition. But anyways, man. Uh, co-main event, though, I feel really bad, man. I actually got to be honest, I feel really bad on this one. Sydney Outlaw had a title shot ready in the making. He had two nice wins going this one. Tafik was a fire said, fuck all that. And he, <laughs> he comes in here on short notice, knocks him out in 27 seconds. He's fighting for the title next, man. What a performance. What'd you think? I mean, fuck, man. That was impressive. It kind of, not necessarily going to say expected, but damn, you got him with a good shot, man, in the temple. I mean, that was, there was no coming back from that, my guy. Yeah. Yeah, man, completely agree. I mean, it was just, it was a rough matchup for him. And Sydney Outlaw, tough guy, but man, just what a, he got close a lot. He, last time he got close to the title, which is against Michael Chandler, he got murked this time. He had a title shot ready in the making. He decided to take a short notice fight. Gets murked again. Tough one. That ends the breaks. But, yeah, Tafik versus uh, Pitbull, that's a banger, though. I'm very, very excited for that one. Um, anyways, uh, as far as the rest of the card goes, man, there's a couple of good performances. I figured we'll just go ahead and skip one down. Usman Namagamedov defeats Chris Gonzalez. Man, this wasn't even close. Um, like, I knew Usman was good, but he, he made quick work of him. What do you think about his ceiling in Bellator? Like, I think it's only a matter of time before he is champion. I mean, he has a high ceiling, man. I mean, we 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 know with all these guys, it, it's just a matter of time for a lot of them. Like when they get the opportunity and what to decide to do with that opportunity. Because, uh, you know, obviously, no disrespect to his opponent, but I was like, I don't know, man. I don't think this is the right matchup for Chris Gonzalez. Chris Gonzalez is a talented guy, but I don't know if he's. Gonna, I didn't think he was going to beat Usman or Margot Madoff, especially at this moment in time. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, man. I mean, that was just a great win for him. I think it's only a matter of time before he gets champion. But, uh, yeah, man, rough night of the office for Chris Gonzalez. Uh, Lorenz Larkin, I was very excited for this fight. It ends up ending uh, just um, two minutes in in a uh, illegal elbow against Markhamed Berkhamov. Um Yeah, man, I don't want to say anybody wanted out, but uh, definitely a weird fight, honestly. It, it didn't look like really those elbows really even landed, but it, I don't know. Maybe could be Josh, you weren't in there. You don't know what he was feeling. No, no, I know, I know, and I'm trying to I'm trying to be fair about it because uh, you oh. know, I, I'm not obviously obviously not in there. But yeah, man, disappointing fight. It is what it is. We'll see what happens, Lorenz Larkin, because he's he was on a great winning streak heading into this one. So we'll see what happens. Um, dude, this is the fight of the night by far. Marcelo going defeating Davion Franklin. Uh, friend of the show, Davion Franklin, first loss of his career, but goddamn, what a fight, dude. This is insane. Did you see this one? I heard there was a lot of crazy acrobatics that I missed. Yeah. Just... In a heavyweight fight, that is unheard of. So I need, I'm need. definitely going to have to go find it. I'm sure the prelims are on YouTube, though. Yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah, it was just insane back and forth. Davion Franklin, he's getting it a bit tired. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to throw some spinning it. shit. <laughs> I, I may be exhausted. I'm going to throw out some crazy shit out there. Um, yeah, man. I mean, still, still a fun fight. As far as the rest of the, the fights go, is there anything else you're looking to highlight? 
Not specifically, man. I, I like I, I heard my boy Dalton Rosta and got a win over Romero Cotton, man. I, I I needed to go back and watch it. Uh, that was one that I I was really excited for, and I'm sad I missed out on. Mm. Yeah, man. I don't I don't blame you. That was a hell of a fight and a great performance by Dalton Rosta, dude. Great performance. Um, should should go should go watch that one. Uh, Vida Ortega defeating my girl Vanessa Porto. It's tough, but Vanessa Porto, dude. Like she's 38. She's people forget how much of a veteran of the fucking game is, dude. Like she is. You know what's funny? You know, like, there's, like, seven degrees of, of Kevin Bacon. That's, like, a thing. Seven <laughs> degrees of Vanessa Porto is a very real thing. You connect her, you can connect her to nearly every single fighter in women's MMA history. That's not a joke. She's been fighting since 05, dude. Like, she fought Cyborg, like, back in, like, 2005, which is kind of crazy to think about considering she fights, like, her career. Like, she's a flyweight now. She's been a flyweight for essentially her entire career. Um, I don't even know where that fight took place, her and Cyborg. So... I probably I I can't find much anything about that fight because it's almost like it was Portal's fourth and Cyborg's second. But yeah, I mean you can. But it might be one of those mythical fights that like never that it supposedly exists but never happened. Like who had one? Was it Valentina that had a fight like that? Uh, maybe I don't know. Uh, I don't know, but I know uh, Uriah Hall, uh, Chris Weidman was one of those where there was uh, it happened, but there's no footage of it anywhere. Yeah, it could be it could be Shevchenko and uh, Liz Carmouche. Is that what it was? It might be. I think that's what you're thinking of. But um, anyways, man, yeah. That's support a veteran of the game. Like, she fought, like, just listen to her resume. Cyborg, Tanya Evinger, Ma- Roxanne Modafferi, Jermaine Durandamy, Amanda Nunes, Jennifer Maya, uh, Modafferi again, Jennifer Maya again, Pearl Gonzalez, Karina Rodriguez, Liz Carmouche, and now Vader Ortega, which she lost. Yeah, man, she's fought the who's who, and I left out a lot of names there. So, Yeah. Been unfortunate. It seems like she might be on the downslope for her career, but she's 38 years old, so it is what it is. But yeah, man, overall, uh, I like the prelims a lot more than the main card in Baltimore. This is just kind of like a weird card, honestly, with the main event and then the, the Gome Franklin fight, and obviously the Larkin no contest. But regardless, yeah, they're not going to be back until August 12th. Uh, Neiman Gracie, Gucci Yamaguchi, which, god damn, that is a, that is a fight, my man. I'm that's fair. a banger. That's a banger, dude. Uh, and then Malty Moldovsky, uh, Steve Mowry, and then Alina Lane McFarlane will, Lane McFarlane will be back on that one, so will Austin Van Ford and a couple other names. So, uh, yeah, man. Very, 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 very fun card that they got coming out on August 12th. Uh, so yeah, excited for that one. Um, but yeah, man, we gotta go ahead and hit some news because like right after we filmed last week, and we filmed Tuesday last week, same as we're doing this week, man, um, Normally, like, we feel pretty comfortable early, filming earlier in the week, but goddamn, dude, the sec, like, right after we filmed, there were, like, so many fight announcements. Um, and we'll just hit the big one, because the big one, which broke that same day, I believe, Hamzat Shamayev, Nate Diaz, set for the UFC 279, five rounds, Walter Waite in Vegas, September 10th. It's happening. It's going down. Angel. First thoughts on this matchup. Now that it's had a little bit of time to simmer, well, I mean, we're past all the, like the the automatic like the first reactions. <laughs> we've we've been sitting on this fight for a week now. What are your thoughts on this fight? Hey man, I don't want to be that guy that they're they're setting up Nate Diaz's funeral. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what Chamaya said. That's what Chamaya said. I mean, from is is there? I'm not even going to ask if it's competitive because you know the odds are there for a reason. Are you very interested in this fight? Do you, are like I know that we'll watch this fight, but like, 
if you had to give me like your interest rating on a scale of one to ten, what do you think? Damn, like a six or seven. <laughs> really? You're that high? You think that's high? I don't consider six or seven very high. If someone rated me a six, I'd be like, damn. Probably like I'd probably give myself a five on a good day. <laughs> um yeah, well I mean, I'm just a bit surprised because I've not seen like very few, I've seen very few people who Think are about it, Josh, on a test sixty percent is barely passing. Well, I mean, D's get degrees though. That's <laughs> 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 true. I mean, I don't know. That's that's how I've always looked at it. I mean, I don't know. I think I mean I probably put myself at around a six. I mean I I am not On a good day? Or every day? Huh? On a good day or every day? I don't know, man, because sometimes, like, I look, like... Sometimes you're feeling yourself. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Angel, no, this is, like, I was looking at myself. I mean, I'm not, I'm the exact opposite. I think, like, on a normal day, I'm, like, a solid six, like... Oh, man. I think I'm, like, a solid six, because, like, you know how you can, like, tell, like, attractive people and, like, ugly people don't have too many things in common, but, like, you walk down the street and people look at you... Like, on average, you're walking down the street, somebody looks at you. They're like, oh, they're looking at you, you know? Like, that happens to attract people and ugly people, but for opposite reasons. I walk down the street, nobody fucking looks at me. (laughs) I'm like, I'm perfectly average. I'm right in the fucking middle, all right? But my personality makes me a six. I got myself that little edge, you know? Uh, I don't know, know, Josh. I give your personality a solid nine. Stop hitting on me, Angel. We we talked about we got to keep this off air. We got (laughs) to. No, but, like, I, I was looking at myself in the gym yesterday. Like, I was just like... You're like, I damn, I'm like, fucking cute. No, no, no. I was exactly opposite. I was like, God, I look like shit. Who let me leave the house today, dude? Like, I know what you mean. Everybody has those days. Uh, There's some yeah. days where I look at myself and I'm like, holy fuck, I'm ugly. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll put myself in a solid six. This is great. I'm not going to lie, Josh. Sometimes I take off my shirt and I'm in front of the mirror and I get kind of scared. I'm like, oh. Then I'm like, oh, I fuck. Had, dude, I had, the exact, I had the exact opposite. I, I came home after working. I took off the shirt. I was like, oh, god damn, I'm fucking ripped, dude. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm, man. I'm jacked. Um, but, uh, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, Nate Diaz. Um, <laughs> all right, my, my level of excitement for it on a scale of one to ten. Yeah, um, I'm gonna put myself at a six as well. I am a bit surprised though, because, like, most people I've seen trash in this matchup were probably the only people who really aren't, you know? Um, I'm not trash it. Do I think it's like a good matchup for Nate Diaz? No, I'd rather see Diaz versus Luke. I'd rather see Diaz versus Luke, Diaz versus Ferguson, Diaz versus Poirier, Diaz versus McGregor. Most most fights, if I'm being completely honest, I, I'd rather see than this. However, and it's like they could have given Shamayev like a way better matchup. You know what I mean? They, yeah. they could have given Colby on ABC. Yeah, I try to look at it according to Shamayev. He wanted that fight, but apparently, um, Colby didn't want it. Oh, that's Colby. That's what he said. So, um, <laughs> look, man, this fight is like you know this this is like a boxing match you know what I mean like in boxing I feel like this happens Ooh, more I feel like you could make a good comparison can you make one I'm trying um, somebody who like passed their prime fighting like I mean it's not Nonito Denaire versus uh, I can't think of his name the one Japanese fighter you know who I'm talking about it's not like um, but that's different though because Nonito actually like, was like a champion OD as well and, and, they, and, they, and they'd already fought before and they had already fought, fought, and it was a banger. <laughs> it was a banger, and then the rematch was just completely one-sided. It was sad. Um, Foreman versus Shannon Briggs. That that uh, could be a decent. Okay. Foreman was past his prime, and they were having this young monster on the rise, and in Shannon. Granted, that fight ended up being a complete robbery, I, where Foreman got robbed. But um, I think it was just more of a boxing match. You know what I mean? Like, um, I mean, they they just tried to do it with Pacquiao and uh, Errol. You know. Uh, Great, oh, yeah. Pac, yeah, was still good at that time. Yeah, so he was know. a champ. 
Yeah. At one point. I don't know, man. In MMA, we've never really seen this happen before. We've never really seen a fight like this where, like, there's an unranked star who's years past their prime, and they're fighting this guy. Like, most people, like, he could be the champion right now. Like, he could be fighting for the title. Potentially, like, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, it, we've never seen anything like this. From a competitive aspect, like, Chamaya is a minus 1,000 favorite, which he should be. Is there a universe where, like, one out of 100 times Nate catches him? I think so, but I don't think we're living in that one out of 100 reality. Could, could you imagine that reality, Josh, where Diaz catches him in a submission? <laughs> dude, if he does, like, I don't even... The whole division shook up, dude. Holy shit. Dude, if, if Nate catches Chamaya and walks out the door, like, it'd be the greatest... One of my favorite moments in MMA history, like, full I, stop. I think we would have to, like, cut a rip in reality and, like, find out what other realities exist at that point. Well, I'm already convinced that we're off the tracks. Like, I, I've, I've talked – something happened a couple of years ago. They, we we got, turned on the particle, the particle accelerator and it just all went to shit. Yeah, exactly. We, we, we got off the tracks of a normal universe a while ago, my guy. Like, fucking – I mean, I don't believe I'm, I'm not going to – I mean, what? Like the Chiefs won a Super Bowl? Like <laughs> you're not gonna you're not gonna go down the 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 fucking hole, the rabbit hole. The Blues won a fucking cup, dude. Like, I don't want to get into the politics one, but like fucking, <laughs> you know what I mean? I know, you know I know. The one. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, yeah, we got off the tracks a while ago. But in terms of this fight, man, I mean, I'll watch it. I'll watch it with you and the boys, and I'll, I'm sure it'll be fun. The we'll enjoy it. We'll have fun. The, fun the, build-up, build-up. Will, the build-up will be fun, though. Can you I'm just imagine? Are you just excited for Nate to be shit-talking to you the whole time at his press conferences? whole time. I'm just trying to get out of here, man. <laughs> you know? I yeah, he's going to be the Marshawn Lynch dude. He's going he's gonna to be, I'm just here so I don't get fined, you know? <laughs> I love it. I see it happening. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'll watch it. It's not going to be a very great matchup, but it is what it is. Um, You'll have other, to. Yeah. yeah, other fight announcements did happen. Yeah, essentially, UFC 80 is uh, one of the greatest fucking cards ever. <laughs> it's just a pretty fucking strong main card. Might be no other way to one of the best that I've seen. Yeah, we already we already knew that um, our our guy, the champion Charles Oliveira. Um, what's going to be taking on is on Makachev. Let's go, chat. Let's go, chant. Since then, we've had a couple of fights announced. Uh, the main one though, at bantamweight, a bantamweight title eliminator? Question mark. Um, Sugar Sean O'Malley taking on Piotr Jan. This one kind of came out of nowhere a little bit, man. Absolutely, and Sean said that he asked for this fight. He said that's why I got made. That he kept on asking for it, and that he really wanted, which makes me think he sees something in Piotr's game. Um. Uh-huh. It'll be a three rounder. Um, don't know if it's a co-main or anything like that, but yeah, man. I mean, first reaction to this fight, like letting it sink in. Now it's another one that, like, when it came out, everybody's like, "Oh my god, there's a massacre!" Yada yada yada. People still think that about Diaz, but now the year—not a year, excuse me—a week's gone by. What do you think of this one? I mean, respect to Sean for asking for it, man. You always gotta. Because a lot of people gave him shit for his opponents, and uh, but hey, man, Sean does you know. He comes out and does his thing, man. No matter what you want to say, he's beating the guys that needs to be beating in the fashion he is. And uh, he said, fuck you to Cheetah, dude, by leaping the <laughs> hell over him for him for a potential title shot, which I'm kind of like, dude, I know something's going to come up later on because uh, that fight's uh, after the Cheetah fight, and Cheetah's going to have to fight like another fight potentially after that if he is to win for the title or potentially get into the title talks. He's not far from it. And... Uh, yeah, no, for, for Sean, man, I gotta respect it. Crazy one that he's going for, decided to fight this crazy fucking good Russian dude who 
could yeah. just fuck some people up, man. And uh, I mean, I'm excited for that one, dude. I mean, to put it simply, I'm really excited. I don't want to like preview it or anything, but like you mentioned, I mean, he must see something in Piotr's game where he's like, "There's something there. I know what I can do." Mm-hmm. Especially if you're asking for it. I don't think you usually ask for fights. Unless one, you're gonna get a big payday, or two, you see something in a person's game that you want to breach and open up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And uh, like I said, there's a reason why I asked for this one. And you mentioned Cheeto. Apparently, Cheeto turned down a fight with Jan. Oh. Um, apparently, okay. this fight was offered to Cheeto for the same card, and he turned it down. So, and that's now he's fighting Dom. I guess he just didn't want to wait that long. Well, he wanted to fight Dom too. You know, he already wanted that, and he told, and he uh, called out Dom saying. Uh, you know, Dom, Dom Cruz has turned down the fight. I don't know how many times with him. And Dom's like, I don't turn down fights. He's like, you don't turn fights? Yeah, sure thing, buddy. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, super excited for, for Cheeto and Dom. That's a hell of a fight, dude. I'm psyched for that one. But, yeah, I'm psyched for this one, too, man. I, it's one of those ones where it's like everybody kind of shit on it first. But it's like, dude, this is this is the epitome of sink or swim. Like, and I respect the shit out of Sean for going with this one. Because he said for a long time, everybody's like, why isn't Sean fighting top guys, you know? And he's like, you know what? When I get paid, I'll fight a top guy. That motherfucker got a contract raise a month ago. And he's like, yeah, fuck it. I'll fight Jan. Like, it's <laughs> now it's worth it, man. <laughs> gotta respect it, dude. You really gotta respect it. And it's a sink or swim moment. I'm like, what is Sean ranked? Like 13, 12? Like, it's, it's a big disparity, but, um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, the fact that he's going for it and he's see, he, he's gotta see something there for him to go ahead and. It's, it's the sugar show, baby. Yeah. I'm very, very excited for this fight, though. The uh, shit talk's going to be amazing. Oh, dude, no doubt about it. The, the shit talk's going to be amazing. The build's going to be amazing. If you order new English, man, it'd be scary. He's still learning, though. He's getting better. Which no, is no, no. Really, He's done a little bit well, good for him. Yeah, hopefully it's better for him to talk shit to Sean, because that'll be fun. But, I mean, uh, him talking shit in Russian is still pretty good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, he's actually very good at shitting, uh, shit talking in Russian, but um, we'll see what happens. Also, now for this card... Couple of other fights we should go ahead and hit. Uh, Aljamain Sterling, TJ Dillashaw. It's official for this one. They talked oh. about doing, they talked about doing a 279. Didn't end up happening. And instead, it's going to be set for UFC 280. Admittedly, I forgot this fight was actually announced for the card, but it is apparently. So we're going to go and get that one. Uh, do you think this is the right call going with TJ Dillashaw? I mean, they kind of, they kind of already locked in TJ for it. I mean, the CEO of EPO is in his opportunity regardless. So. It is what it is, man. I mean, who else does TJ really have to fight? You know, he beat Corey Sanhagen, who was in a very did good position. I mean, you know, that's, that's the big debate. I didn't think he did, but according to the judges on that night, he did. And it was a banger of a fight. Yeah, it was. It was a, it was a good fight. I didn't agree with the decision, obviously. But, um, yeah, I mean, we knew someone was coming because they, they locked everybody else up. But, I mean, no. it should be a fun fight. Oh, it be a is fun also, fight. Yeah, it's also one where, like, I'll be interested to see what, what TJ's got left. I thought he lost that fight, and he went through a couple of big injuries. He's 36 now. We're going to see what he's got left. And um should be a very fun fight. Aljo went off a huge win of a PRD on earlier this year. So uh we'll see what happens, man. But as far as the rest of the card goes, also announced, Benil Daryush, Matiz Gamrat, winner potentially fighting for a title next there, and then Bala Muhammad and Sean Brady. Dude, this fight is this this card's insane, dude. I mean, uh, what do you give, give me your quick thoughts about those two matches as well? Like you said, man, it's one of the strongest cards of the year. It might be one of the best cards of all time, potentially like, on paper with the names. Uh, 
Hopefully everybody stays on it. There's no issues. I mean, the matchups are amazing. I felt like we talked about Sean Brady and Bilal Muhammad. I could be wrong about that. Um, We might have. You Regardless, might, though, yeah. still a good matchup. I, I I think it makes sense, and that kind of sets up either one of those guys potentially going for a title fight next, mm-hmm. or at least in a title eliminator after that. Yeah, correct. Um, I'll admit, dude, I'm a little bit surprised Gamrat's already looking to get back in there, but... Um, hey, he he's... He must be one of those guys who stays in shape pretty pretty year round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's that guy, pal. Uh, he and I am very excited for this one. Benil uh, Darius is on a hell of a run. We'll see. What By the way, there. do you think uh, the winner of that gets a title shot after that? I think they should. I mean, that's a tough ass fight. Will is another question though. Yeah, that's the, yeah. I think that's the other thing. It's like they could win, but it's like yeah, dude, you want a title shot? <laughs> you had to fight Conor McGregor next, <laughs> right? Well, we'll see. I, I mean, Connor could get one if he wins next, but we don't know who he's going to fight, you know? Yeah, well, there you go. But um, anyways, man, next up, it's not a fight announcement, but it's a fight discussion. Um, Scott Coker revealed following Bell Tour 283, the post-fight presser, he revealed that uh, Fedor Melanico recently contacted him. They're in, just in negotiations Fedor for his retirement fight. He wants to face Ryan Bader next. He said that it's not official, but it's something that they're taking into consideration. Is that the fight that you want to see? I mean, hey, man, I just want to see Fedor fight whoever he wants to fight. And if he's asking for it, there's a reason for it. And it's his retirement fight. Potentially, it would be, what, his 40th win on the record? Is it 39 now? I could be wrong. Uh, yeah, that'd be his 40th win. Add heavyweight. If he gets it, goes down into the sunset, man. He'd love to see it. And with the title in his hands. So, I mean, if they're down to do it, fuck it, right? And if... Fedor's down to do it, and it's his last fight. Fuck it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at, dude. I think his fight makes a lot. Of, his fight almost makes too much sense. Like you know what I mean? Um, if he gets, if he wins, he gets vengeance for his student. I mean, it's just a good story, man. Yeah, they fought. They fought a while ago already, and uh, he got knocked out really quickly. But apparently, Fedor had some other stuff going on. He wasn't really in shape. Apparently, he had, he was really really sick and almost pulled out the day of the fight. Oh, damn. Um, so yeah, but he that that actually was something the fighters ever talked about. But like, I guess there was like some Russian documentary. Like, it was almost like embedded. Um, I should really send it to you, Angel, so you can watch. It's actually really really good. But um, please, please do actually. Is that fighter anatomy or, in, or uh, anatomy no, of a fighter? No, it's, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a different thing. It's like it's completely in Russian. But apparently, oh, okay. yeah, you, he was like had a 104 degree fever on the night of the fight and almost Holy pulled out. Fuck. Um, but he he went on with the fight and uh, yeah man true champion right there that's my goat that's my goat <laughs> that's my goal right there but yeah man. um yeah he ended up pulling, he ended up fighting us getting knocked out this fight makes almost too much sense for it not to happen I'd be shocked if Beltor did not do this one but shit who knows who knows um they might get Bigfoot to fight him yeah maybe maybe I don't want to see that happen though, I heard you're but, still a bit of that <laughs> yeah I don't want to see that happen but anyways man um. At UFC London, last topic of the day, Jimmy Manoa, who's not fought since 2018 or 2019, last time I got knocked out by Alexander Rochich, decided he wanted to rematch right fucking there, and he went ahead and... That was uh, random as fuck, dude, I heard about this. Apparently he slapped him or something, and uh, Rochich... Oh, they ran into each other. Yeah, and Rochich went on Twitter and was released a video talking shit and called him like a bitch and all that stuff. Um, apparently Jimmy Mano, this is actually, this is not even a joke, this is a BJPen.com exclusive. My boy Cole Shelton did an interview with, B, with, uh, Jimmy Manawa. I guess Manawa talked about how, like, you know, he was there. He, he'd been thinking about coming back for a while. He's, uh, 
he says that uh, after watching Sea Lion, it gives him the enthusiasm to get back and train and come back, and um, that he probably will fight again. So, Jimmy Manuel, give me, give me your thoughts on, first of all, the situation with Rochic, and second of all, the idea of Jimmy Manuel coming back. Uh, really weird that he's uh, calling him out and doing it in the way he did and kind of being, I mean, I'll be honest, disrespectful like that, but shit, I mean... I guess he just got really pumped up and made a mistake. Uh, as far as fighting, though, I, I don't know, man. You've been out of it for a while. I mean, but if he thinks he's capable of doing it, he's really focused on it. And he he has a good matchup in front of him. Makes sense, and why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's a, he's a guy that I don't know necessarily like if it makes sense because like remember whenever he left the UFC, he had lost. I think it was. Three fights in a row. Let me double check though. Something like that. Four fights in a row. Yeah, it was not a good. Wasn't good. Knocked out by Vulcan in a title eliminator. Uh, Lost to Jan in a fight of the night. Knocked out by Tiago Santos in one of my favorite fights of all time. uh, UC two thirty one, and then he got knocked out by Alexander Rochich in a first rounder in June twenty nineteen. I saw. Yeah, I mean, prior to that, he had two fights. He he was a contender before that. I wouldn't mind if if the fight makes sense. I wouldn't mind him coming back. You know, um, he's forty two, but in the light heavyweight division, I mean, shit, Glover's forty three and which is champion. So who knows? There you go. Right, it gives all the old men hope, doesn't it? Right. Um, Manoa can come out to bang. If it's a fight that makes sense, I wouldn't mind seeing it. Like maybe a Gus rematch. I mean, we just talked about Gus, dude. Gus has a couple. Of, there's a couple of old guys in light heavyweight division where like OSP. You know, OSP. Shogun, there's a couple of fights that do indeed make sense. So I would not mind if Jimmy Manuel came out of retirement. He's still in a UFC contract, so if he does come back, it will likely be with them. There but you go. Obviously, we'll see what happens. But um, anyways, man, yeah, it's all, the, it's all the news we got. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we close out? Uh, nothing specific, but, man, I'm just really excited. Obviously, pay-per-views coming up, which is obviously, like, the biggest time for us out of the whole, you know, in the month when there is a pay-per-view. Uh. And obviously the recap, because it's, uh, you know, two championships on the line. We always know Dana likes announcing shit, uh, after the pay-per-view being like, yeah, I'm going to do this fight or, you know, whatever the fuck happens. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff that's going to go on. And obviously, uh, we're going to witness a historical moment on that night if, uh, if, uh, Juliana Pena is able to come back and, uh, win again against Amanda Nunes. And if Amanda Nunes loses, I mean, who knows if she'll continue or she'll hang up the gloves. We also remember we talked about that way back when it was like, is Amanda thinking about potentially retiring or not? You know, we'll see. I mean, I think that's, Amanda, Amanda herself admitted she was saying about retiring too. Yeah, I mean, that was a topic of discussion that hasn't really been brought up since. So that kind of kind of hit me right now. Yeah, well, I mean, apparently she said that she's got the fire back and that uh, she lost that fire for a while there. I mean, that she was just kind of going through the motions. So that's part of the reason why I don't think too many people are talking about her retiring. But if she loses, I would not be surprised if she hangs it up. But at the same time, she's still champ at one forty-five. And, yeah, you know, Danielle Wolf is coming back, so I mean, we got. <laughs> she's about to make her debut, dude. <laughs> yeah, she's coming. She's coming. Um, I mean, shit. Jokes aside, I mean, Nunes has Nunes still has a lot of fight left in her. It's if she wants to pursue it, but yeah, that's that's the big thing. Yeah, but we will go and see what happens, man. Um, yeah, that's all I got. And I, I do think hope that's it, man. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the show. Um, I'm at Josh Evan on Twitter. He's at AngelTaking underscore 01 at Courtside Sound for all things related to the show. We've been killing it lately for, I mean, we've been killing it for a while, honestly. We've had consistent viewership. We really do appreciate that. If you guys want to go ahead and give us a rating on Spotify or Apple or anything like that, uh, we would appreciate it. If you guys enjoyed it, peace and butt grease. Mouse click.